Prostate Health, How to Save the Life of the Men in Your Life. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking prostate health on Access Health Radio. And we'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. You can check them out at MarleyDrug.com. You can also check out their membership program at GoMD.care. We'd also like to thank We Care Pharmacy of Apex for sponsoring our tip of the week. You can check them out at WeCareOfApex.com. The folks there will also be helping us out with some special shows this year on prescription medications. We'd also like to thank Wake Family Eye Care, who sponsor Access Health Radio Trivia, and you can check them out at wakefamilyeyecare.com. Also, Dr. Badwan will be our special guest for some upcoming shows on eye health, so look out for that. Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician with Access Healthcare of Apex, and I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, if folks would like more information about your practice or they'd like more information about today's topic, how can they find that? Well, if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have those answered on the air, they can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. After the show, if you want to listen to an on-demand podcast or you want a friend or family member to be able to hear the show, you can listen to that at WPTF.com at the Access Health Radio link, uh, or you can also find it on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com, A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. You know, our listeners, Dr. Forrest, are well-informed. I know that they are familiar with the topics of prostate cancer, and they've heard about PSA tests. But understand today you would like to give an overview of prostate health and hopefully simplify what can be a very complex topic. Yes, there is a lot of confusion out there about prostate health and how to prevent prostate cancer. And today I'd like to answer some of the commonly asked questions and give some of our listeners information that they can use that might actually save the life of a man uh, in in their lives or themselves. Uh, The prostate is a small gland in men. Uh, It's about the size of a walnut. Uh, It produces seminal fluid, and it typically gets larger as men get older. Um, And it can really cause three very common medical problems. Uh, It can become enlarged, which is incredibly common in men as they get older. That's called benign prostatic hypertrophy, but all it really means is an enlarged prostate. It can also become inflamed due to infection or other reasons, and we call that a prostatitis. And lastly, and one of the things that is most concerning to people uh, and really one of the most common cancers in men is prostate cancer. So you mentioned these these three concerns for men. I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is, are there things men can do preventatively to keep their prostate healthy? Well, there are not a lot of conclusive studies showing definitively that diet can prevent prostate cancer. But it does appear that certain things can lower risk. So, for example, eating a a low-fat diet that's high in fruits and vegetables, where most of those fats are from plants rather than animals, does appear to lower risk. 
there's also a link to obesity and a worse prognosis with prostate cancer. So keeping your weight down can also be helpful. And obviously, and I think it's good for everything we know by now, um, exercising most days of the week also appears to lower risk. Um, there are a lot of so-called prostate supplements, and those have not really been shown to prevent or treat any prostate disease. Well, that's good to know because I've certainly seen plenty of those and advertisements for them. So I'm uh, I'm glad to hear that uh, maybe uh, that isn't the best way to go. Right now, Dr. Forrest, though, it's time for our Access Health Tip of the Week. You know, if there is one thing you want to make sure to include in your diet, um, that would be omega-3 fat from things like fish and seafood. It probably has the best evidence so far for preventing prostate cancer since people with diets high in it seem to have a lower incidence of prostate cancer. So, you know, if you don't consume cold water fish like salmon on a regular basis, uh, then you should consider supplementing your diet with omega-3 fatty acids. And if you use a fish oil supplement, Make sure that you get a reduced mercury, more purified form. And also, in general, it's better to get fish oil supplements that are uh, higher in EPA relative to DHA or EPA-only fish oil. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Uh, some good information already and more coming up as I'll be asking some specific questions about specific prostate diseases and what you should know about them on today's edition of Access Health Radio. We're talking prostate health today on Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, can you tell us about the common prostate diseases and what we should know about those? Well, first, the most common prostate problem um, is called enlarged prostate, and the medical term is BPH. And as men age, almost all men are going to have growth of their prostate. And at a certain size, it can start to compress the normal outflow tract for urine, and the result in symptoms makes it feel like you really need to go to the bathroom more frequently and that you're just having trouble with flow. And the first symptom most men notice is having to get up more than once at a night to go to the bathroom. Uh, Now, as this progresses, it can really interfere with sleep. You know, if you're having to get up two or three times at night, uh, that can be difficult. So there are two types of medication that can help that. The first type uh, really just helps with those flow symptoms uh, and reduces you having to get up so much. And those are called alpha blockers. And one example of that type medication that's very commonly used is called Flomax, and the generic name for that is Tamsulosin. Um, and these, these type medicines don't fix the problem, but rather they just cover up the symptoms. Uh, but they are usually effective fairly quickly. Uh, the second type of medication that actually helps reduce the size of the prostate by affecting an enzyme that hormonally affects growth of the prostate um, that's called avidart or dutasteride. And these type medications actually do fix the problem by halting the growth and in some cases have been shown to decrease the chances of prostate cancer. Um, often people who get prostate cancer, though, while on those medications, actually turn out to have much more aggressive types. Um, both of those are prescriptions, um, and they're available as generics now, which has helped bring the cost down a lot. Uh, The bad news is that usually those need to be taken sort of indefinitely. 
Um, and the last treatment and definitive treatment for enlarged prostate is surgery. Uh, but removing the prostate this way or parts of it while they fix the problem, they often um, will have some side effects like incontinence or erectile dysfunction. All right. So we've been talking about at this point, enlarged prostate. You mentioned something earlier about prostatitis. What can you tell us about that? Well, prostatitis is an inflammation or irritation of the prostate gland, and it can be caused by infections with bacteria like E. coli, but sometimes an actual bacteria can't be identified. Uh, And many times antibiotics will be used for this condition. Uh, Sometimes they have to be taken a little longer than what people are normally used to taking for antibiotics. Um, But it can have symptoms similar to an enlarged prostate, but typically comes on much quicker Uh, It's more severe. It often has some pain and really severe urgency to it. Um, The antibiotic course, I would say, on average is uh, up to four weeks uh, a lot of times for prostatitis. And it can be even longer than that for what we call chronic prostatitis. You mentioned three concerns or issues about prostate health. And I guess the the last one is the one that most people are going to be the most concerned about because you said the C word. How can men avoid prostate cancer or and is there a cure for that? Well, any discussion of prostate cancer has to include the PSA or prostate-specific antigen test. PSA tests used to be done routinely by physicians as a screening tool, Uh, to detect prostate cancer early. However, that's sort of fallen out of favor in recent years, and that's mostly due to physicians overreacting to elevated levels and referring people for unnecessary biopsies and surgeries. Uh, You know, in my opinion, the more information you have, that's always good. So I do routinely test all men over 40 uh, annually with a PSA test. And, you know, for our practice members, we do that for free, and I feel like it's really a test worth doing. Um, the, the issue with the PSA test is that while it is really good at detecting prostate cancer, it also has a lot of false alarms. So it's been estimated that as many as 9 out of 10 times when a PSA is elevated, it doesn't actually represent cancer, but something else like we talked about earlier, either infection or enlargement. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if every time you know a doctor sees an elevated number, they send a man to get a prostate biopsy, you're really going to do more harm than good because it's an invasive procedure and that has some side effects of its own. So that's why uh, PSA is valuable information. It's really uh, just depends on what you do with it. So when you find an elevated PSA, it's good to be cautious but not overreactive um, and close follow-up can help you catch real cancers as early as possible while at the same time not leading to excess procedures and biopsies. You know, one of the things that's different about prostate cancer is that in most cases, it is very slow growing. Um, Sometimes it takes 10 years or more to actually cause, you know, symptoms uh, throughout the body when even when it's left untreated. So therefore, you know, a 90 year old man that gets diagnosed with prostate cancer might choose not to treat it at all or not to treat it aggressively because that cancer is not going to be a problem until after they're over 100. Um, But there are three basic types of treatment, radiation, uh, often with some implanted seeds, a hormonal therapy that's directed at suppressing testosterone, and then surgery to actually remove the cancer. The surgery is sometimes the only option for younger patients, but it can have lots of consequences, including incontinence and impotence in many cases. The other screening test that all men dread uh, was the digital rectal exam. 
Now, this test has also recently fallen out of favor because of its ability to pick up prostate cancer, and it's really not very good at picking it up, especially in the absence of an abnormal PSA test or symptoms. And for that reason, many men now decline it due to the newer recommendations. Uh, there's still a place for this test if somebody's got symptoms or other abnormal results, but it's not necessary in low-risk men on an annual basis anymore. Thank you. I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think a lot of men are glad to hear that they don't have to have that every year now. That's, uh, that's good. And, and, and Dr. Forrest, besides the PSA test, uh, is there any other reason a man should see his physician about his prostate health? Uh, generally, no. Um, you know, if a man has a slightly enlarged prostate or a mild uh, prostate infection or inflammation and doesn't have any symptoms, there's generally not anything that would need to be done. Um, however, if a man has increasing symptoms of having to get up at night more, you know, more than once to go to the bathroom or feeling like they have to go more often or having any pain, then they definitely should see a physician. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. He'll summarize those key points about prostate health coming up and Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week is straight ahead. Access Health Radio, we are talking prostate health today with board-certified family physician Dr. Brian Forrest from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. We'd like to take a moment to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Well, one thing that people can do to keep their medical costs down is getting the best possible price on their prescription medications. I actually get my own prescription medications from Marley Drug in Winston-Salem because it makes my own out-of-pocket costs lower even than if I use my insurance. So we'd like to thank Marley Drug for supporting our show. They securely mail generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that can be even much lower than if you used your insurance at a big box pharmacy or a corner retail pharmacy. Uh, also, check out their new membership program at GoMD.Care or MarleyDrug.com. We are talking prostate health today, and I bet th that is going to be the topic of our Access Health Trivia of the Week, brought to you by Wake Family Eye Care. Uh, the Trivia of the Week is related to that topic. So 92% uh, of prostate cancer is actually found when the disease is uh, in the local or regional stage, which means it hadn't spread anywhere. And the five-year survival rate for most men with local or regional prostate cancer is almost 100%. Uh, so this is good news. 98% of men uh, are alive after 10 years, and 96% of men diagnosed with prostate cancer are alive 15 years or more after that diagnosis. Very good. So, Dr. Forrest, what are some key points that you would like folks to take home from today's show about prostate health? Well, whether you're a man or whether you know a man, uh, prostate health can help save lives. Um, if you, you know, have symptoms of increased urination, uh, if you're having to get up more than once at night to go to the bathroom, uh, or, or much more often than you used to, it's important that you see a physician and find out, you know, what the problem is. Uh, because sometimes, you know, it could be other things. There's other things that could cause those symptoms. Um, and so it's important at least to know kind of where you stand and get to the bottom of that. Um, if you don't have any symptoms at all uh, and you're high risk, so if, you're, if you have a family history of prostate cancer uh, or if you're African-American, uh, you really should get your PSA checked um, every year after you're 40 years old. 
Um, you know, I, like I say, at our office, uh, we, we always think more information is better. And since we do PSAs for free for men that are members in our practice, uh, and there's no cost to it, we just do it every single year in, in all men, um, once they're 40, uh, and you can't imagine the number of times over the last 20 years that we've actually found prostate cancers really, really early in fairly young men. Uh, I think the youngest is 43. Um, and so that man would tell you that they're really glad they got their PSA checked, uh, because had they not got it checked, probably by the time they were 55, uh, they would have been having severe, uh, consequences from the prostate cancer. And they would, they would have had no way of knowing for quite a long time without doing the PSA test. So again, I think more information is good. Uh, the really complicating factor with PSA is that, just because yours is slightly elevated, that doesn't mean you have prostate cancer. In fact, more than likely, when your PSA is elevated, it's another cause. But that is one of the reasons it's fallen out of favor in the last few years is people sort of overreacting to it and getting biopsies and surgery when they really didn't need that. So if you are low risk and you don't have any symptoms, I would still recommend a PSA test for all men annually over 50. Um, and the key, again, is how the test is interpreted and what you do if it's slightly elevated. You definitely want to avoid unnecessary biopsies and procedures, which themselves can be very harmful uh, if they're not needed. Um, also, a diet that is high in fruits and vegetables uh, has plenty of omega-3 fats and a lifestyle that is active, plenty of exercise, and leads to a normal weight are really the best things you can do uh, to reduce your risk of prostate problems, prostate cancer. Uh, so I wouldn't waste your money on, you know, unproven supplements because there's, there's a ton out there uh, and there are a lot of patients who spend way too much money on those type things uh, when there's really no evidence for them. Uh, it's interesting. My patients will bring in bottles of supplements sometimes and they'll ask me, they'll say, does it work? And one of the first things I point out to them is at the bottom of every bottle, like that. The FDA has a little statement in fine print that says, that basically says this product doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's in the fine print. So in the large print, it'll say, you know, uh, you know, XYZ brand prostate health or, you know, memory health or whatever. And then at the bottom, they're in the fine print because they're legally required to put it. It says this product has not been shown to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. So right. a word of caution for, for folks uh, with supplements, you know, sometimes you want to make sure that, that what you're getting is worth the money. Absolutely. In fact, I had uh, someone, not a medical doctor, rep- uh, recommend saw palmetto for my prostate health uh, a few years ago. And I have to tell you, I took it for months and saw no change whatsoever. So, Well, it's interesting you bring that up. So saw palmetto is one of the common supplements used. Mm-hmm. And, you know, theoretically, uh, if you if you had a good source of that, it might help a little mm-hmm. um, in terms of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, even if it does help a little, it's going to help you know a lot less than any of the proven medications mm-hmm. for it. Gotcha. All right. Hey, that's all the time we have for today, Doctor Forrest. Thanks. Great information. Our scripture this week comes from Psalm one hundred seven twenty. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show this week, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.